Previously on Bots vs. Ninjas, Majin Willy confronts Dan in the AI Bot studio. Right, if we're done here, I'm gonna go to the pub and see a man about a dog. Can you shut down the PCs and that? Yeah, yeah, no problems, man. I'll see you later. Have a good time. <sighs> Better get on with editing the skit. Oh, I can do this. I can do this. Dan, you're a tiger. I am Iron Dan. I am Iron Dan. You think you're the only podcasters in the world? Mr. Clark, you've become part of a bigger network. You just don't know it yet. Who the shitting hell are you? Imagine Willie, assistant to the deputy director of the console Ninja Cop. I'm here to talk to you about the Ninja Bots initiative. Meanwhile, Chazzy arrives at Console Ninja's headquarters. That's us then, mate. We're out of here. Excellent. Well, I'm off to meet someone then. Cool. I'm going to uh, hang around here and have a drink or something. Stokes. Chazzy, you always wear such lovely tracksuits. <laughs> Very good. I hear you've got an interesting challenge. You should talk. Well, you should listen. We're putting a team together. Who's we? Now, in a foreign land, in an unknown future, the AI bots and console ninjas meet again. Welcome to Sony Ouya Radio On Demand for 8th of August 2022. Please select live stream event. You have selected Bots vs. Ninjas episode 100. Streaming now. Welcome to episode 100 of Bots vs Ninjas. Uh, now it's a very special episode for us because we're recording live at Gplex 2022 in Las Vegas. We were at the very first one, weren't we? Yeah, that's it mate, we were uh, all those many years ago and look how far we've come. I know, it's amazing how much both Bots vs Ninjas has grown and how much Gplex has grown. It's almost like packs now, isn't it? I know, it's massive. It's I mean, ridiculous. people put it between packs and E3 on the, on the list of conferences, I, I know, so... Yeah, I know. Just the amount of amount of stuff that's going on here, and the panels, and the and the kind of the events that are going on around it, just outside of the show, let alone the show itself, is just immense, you know. Well, Gabe Newell's keynote earlier wasn't that something special? Oh, it was amazing! Oh, it was fantastic. Yeah. We finally got the teaser trailer. If anyone didn't see this on the on the live stream, we finally got the teaser trailer for Half Life Three, which is going to be appearing on the Steam Box later this year. So, did you see the actual trailer itself? Did I only just... saw clips of it. My my feed was cutting out. It wasn't much of a clip anyway, it was just basically a crowbar lying in the middle of like, the desert with a free on it. They're still teasing it, even these, yeah. you know, these oh. many years down the line. So that's why I've seen those people walking around in the t-shirts just with a crowbar with a three on it. Oh, so exactly. Valve are doing their usual drip feed of information, aren't they? Bastards. Oh, did you enjoy the quiz today, by the way? Yeah, we were the winning team, weren't we? Yeah, so. exactly. Like, Because um, in the first one, I don't know if you remember, but we got split down into individual teams, and uh, I was on the winning team back then. But um, it's been really nice to win all as the same team, especially now there's over 200 teams, and they've got like 500 adjudicators, and it takes like over 24 hours to do the quiz now, doesn't it? Yeah, I can't believe the prize money was 50 grand this time as well. That was uh, pretty welcome. Incredible, isn't it? That barely even covers how much it costs to get one episode of this out nowadays, but we'll make do. No, well, do you know, especially flying us all out there and that, but... Is that, do you remember get... how easy it was to record the first show? You know, it was just a laptop in the middle of a table with, you know, four headset mics. That was crazy. And now look at us <laughs> nowadays with these full studio setups. It's, uh, 
Yeah, it's pretty crazy. In fact, we've got something special lined up for um, for in a few minutes on the show. We're going to start playing you some bits of the very first one we recorded because oh, I know no. uh, we, we do get letters all the time saying, when are you going to put that show out again? And uh, we've held off until episode 100. We thought it was going to be something really special for you guys because um, I don't know if you remember, but in December of 2012, we put out the unedited raw file and people loved that as well. So what we've tried to do is put a sort of combination of those two shows together in this one. And we live in the old memories Oh, it's going to be great, isn't it? Looking back. Oh. I mean, the past 10 years have been crazy. I don't know if you remember, but um, back on the on the first iPad, um, or was it, I think it was the iPad 1 or 2, it was somewhere way back when, yeah. uh, Jay Stokes was really good at magnetic billiards. You were in the, were you the best in the world at some things? Uh, I was the uh, best on the iPhone back in the days, um, back on the old iPhone 4. Um, since then, like with the iPhone 7 or 8, um, I've, been, I've been top on both of those as well. Well, you're hiding your light under a bushel a bit, man, because um, for anyone that hasn't been following uh, Jace on Twitter too, you'll not know that he's now a professional magnetic billiards player, and he's here with the MLG, yeah, who is doing an managed, MLG live event. managed to tempt him away just before the uh, semi-finals of the MLG Magnetic Billiards 5 uh, tournament. And uh, yeah, he's, he's he's come out come out of you know to come and say hello to us and you yeah. know. Thanks for taking for the time out as well because we know you've got loads of fans down there and autographs to do and that kind of thing. So yeah, thanks for that. Yeah, you know that lads. It's all about the bitches for me these days. Uh, I'll put my sticky balls down for a few minutes to come and see you guys. But uh, yeah, thanks a lot. Good, good. Oh, one thing when I was listening back to the footage we recorded uh, at the first Gplex, I heard the word podcast. Now that's a word I haven't heard in a long while because obviously nowadays we call it radio on demand. But do you remember when? It was some t- somehow linked with the iPod, and they were called podcasts. No, it was all linked to Apple devices. It was <laughs> it's crazy, wasn't so it? So antiquated, it was ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. That was back when we were getting paid for this shit as well. I know. Oh, of course, yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine we did this for nothing? Oh, crazy. Nuts. Of course, nuts now with Ooyah Radio On Demand, we get a subscription fee, don't you? So. No, exactly, yeah, you pay your subscription and you hear us every uh, every day now. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's quite mad. It's quite mad, anyway, uh, thinking back. And it just, and I think... As we're thinking back, we should have a listen to when we very first recorded. Also, this is the first time that Will and Jace met, so let's have a listen to this little clip from the first ever show. Yo, 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 we're here in Gplex for Bots versus Ninjas. Round now, one. Now, if you listened to the show last week, and you might have heard in the little bit before the show, uh, we thought we'd come together as this like superhuman, calamitous explosion of podcast excitement. And we're here, um, as I say, at Gplex in Birmingham, We've got together with the console ninjas, and uh, we're just going to shoot the shit and see what we're up to. Yeah, the AR bots and the console ninjas coming together. So it's I've got a with meeting me of minds, and it yeah, but mind my meat. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I've got with me um, my my usual co-host Chazzy, and then as I say, we've got the console ninjas who are Jay Stokes and uh, Imagine Willie. Hello, how are you guys? Oh, yeah, right, thanks, mate. Yeah, awesome. Good, good. Got plenty of uh, vodka and juice there. Well, I think we're uh, we're all set up here, mate. We've got some drinks in the game. Obviously, we've had a now drink just to let you know, Chazzy's the sober one. So if it all falls <laughs> apart, like yeah. you'll just hear Chazzy talking and some snoring in the background. I'm the one who can or, pull the emergency ripcord. Yeah, or just oh, some wow. drunken yeah. fighting. <laughs> um, now we we had a really good day, haven't we? Like, yeah, yeah. Now it's been a yeah, wicked day down at Jplex, man. We've full of like, all sorts of different events. It's just been like chock a block with like. Raffles. I'm going to make it sound like a village fate, aren't I? But it hasn't been like that. Like raffles, <laughs> video games, board games. Guess uh, the weight of this pig. <laughs> <laughs> How many buttons in this jar? <laughs> um, yeah, and a quiz, which I won. Well, my team won. Right, I didn't claim a prize, though. I didn't claim a prize. didn't even get any sweeties, let alone one of a couple of little badges. But not that I'm bitter. It's all good. Um, yeah, so like, what, what have you guys enjoyed most about today? Um, I won a game. Wow! What did you win? <laughs> I won a game of Soul Calibur. Yeah, do you mean <laughs> like you won a game as in like you were playing someone and you beat well, them, or I you beat, won an actual game? I obviously beat Jace a few times at Marvel vs. Capcom, but no, I mean I won. Uh, what was it? Uh, Simpsons Hit and Run on the Game Boy Advance. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Do you own a Game Boy Advance? That's the main thing. Uh, well, I've got a Nintendo DS, so we'll go in there. I won it, so. Yeah, cool. <laughs> Unless it's a DSi, but I'm hoping it's. No, no, it's the, good, the good. one with the advanced bit on it. So, Jase, you won a couple of things as well. Yeah, I uh, won a couple of things on the old raffle. Um, obviously, it was all for charity and that. So, um, yeah, throw throw a few pounds in the pot, and everyone put a couple of pile of shame ga- uh, games in the old raffle and got them drawn out. It was, it was pretty good. It was good uh, also for me to uh, meet a few more people because um, 
obviously I know all much. these people on Twitter and stuff, but um, getting getting to meet all these people from the other podcasts and on Twitter and that face to face, and obviously meeting uh, my main man here, Mister Willie. Yeah, yeah you guys have never met before, have you? Yeah, that's it. No, that's crazy. So how did how did you find the first meeting? Was it love at first sight or? Uh... Oh, he's a fucking weird looking cunt. <laughs> 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 oh, I'll tell you what, it's a good thing I got all that reconstructive surgery over these years. And you think he's joking, people are Exactly, home. with your MLG money now, you can buy whatever you like. <laughs> yeah, no, I think the boob job is a bit much, though. <laughs> oh, that was perfect. Especially for Las Vegas. Do you know what I mean? He's going down a storm here. And talking of going down a storm, what seems to have worked for us is randomly babbling on. Would you agree? Yeah. Now, I don't know if you remember, but back in the first show, we kind of agreed to do that in the first few minutes. So um, let's have a listen at when we first put together the methodology we'd use for Bots vs. Ninjas. Right, so, yeah, so what, what is the kind of premise of, of Bots vs. Ninjas, man? What have we, you know, are we, uh, what are we going to do? I'm going to talk shit for a bit. Talk shit for about an hour and eight. See, the idea was we were going to have like a few challenges, maybe play a few games, and um, but keep talking while it's going on, just to see who is the best at life and everything, pretty much. <laughs> That's not awesome, is it? <laughs> As you can tell. <laughs> the four blokes sat in a hotel room at yeah. midnight talking to each other yeah, on headsets. <laughs> this is the most unreal situation we're, in the world. Like, it's we're like st- so into online, ga- online gaming that you even have to have headsets when you're in the same room. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we shouldn't have worn them to the Chinese earlier, though. <laughs> It, is, it does look like something from Weird Science with all the uh, like kind of wires running across the floor and like <laughs> you know it's ridiculous. I'm just waiting for like who, who was the bird in Weird Science? Kelly LeBrock. Yeah, just waiting for her to pop out of my Mac screen at any moment. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Is that the new feature? Yeah, that is a new feature. It's called try and summon a woman to your room. Sign <laughs> up for that. <laughs> yeah, I remember that, lads. And we couldn't even get birds in the room. Now look at us. We've got Bubba and Steve outside holding back the masses of all the uh, lines of queues of women. Well, yeah, yeah. We better be quiet about that, lads, because uh, whatever goes on in Vegas stays in Vegas, yeah? Yeah. Which whatever no. goes on in Birmingham stays in Birmingham. That racing game that you made us play that first episode, we thought it was dreadful at the time, and it's now gone on to become more successful than both Forza and Gran Turismo. Oh, was it? Uh, I was race car, wasn't it? Remember yeah, that race, race car. car, the first yeah. one. Now we're on race car twenty-seven, and there's been two films. <laughs> Crazy, isn't it? No, I, I don't know. I didn't I think they could make a film of a racing car game, but to make it like the one that they've done, it was so exciting. Oh, just that blew me away, man. That was oh, and that crazy. ending of the first one, like I couldn't not see the second one after that. Do you know what I, I mean? Know. Yeah, exactly. To be, fair, oh, to be fair, we've got The Rock, Vin Diesel, and Jason Statham in a movie. It's gonna be good, isn't it? I know. Bringing them back out of retirement—that was that was just a class move, you know. Especially off the back of all the three of them doing Farmville like three years before, and there's like loads of references to Farmville the movie in Race Car the movie. I thought it was like really cleverly done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really well tied in, man. Thinking of cleverly done, man. We didn't speak about it at the start, but do you remember when we recorded? all those years ago we did a couple of teaser trailers for the show and no one bloody noticed it did they at the time I uh, know no one put it together I was whereas now like since Bot vs Ninjas the movie the, the first one in 2015 I mean we're still waiting on the Kickstarter for the second one but I uh, know yeah and God, who would have thought that Kickstarter would have uh, still been going strong you know now actually fully funding everything in the world pretty much definitely I mean we're probably going to talk about uh, the Dreamcast 2 later but I think it's amazing that Sega managed to get that off the ground through Kickstarter I know yeah yeah who would have thought that you know now now we've so far along the line that kids who'd never heard of the Dreamcast are now, you know, funding the Dreamcast too. It's amazing. I was just going to say, of course, we ourselves never actually put any money into Kickstarter because it would be a conflict of interest now that we're big time game well, reviews and stuff. Yeah, well, yeah, but now that we've got our uh, major media conglomerate of uh, games, news and reviews, that is the NinjaBots initiative. Um, it's just amazing that to think the back that we were play, just playing race car around the table, the four of us, and all this has come from that. It's just nuts. Isn't it just? Let's have a listen to it now. Oh, Jace, go and get your iPad. Ooh, it's on the way. We've got games and everything. It's all so exciting. <laughs> Guys, we've got our Xbox 360 back there with games on I know, it, but we... <laughs> so we get the iPad out. It's the logical situation. <laughs> right, so the first challenge I'm going to bring to the table is a multiplayer iPad game. <laughs> it's not going to be something like Carcassonne or Ticket to Ride. We're going to be here Tuesday. No, this is much better. This is a multiplayer iPad game called Race Car. 
wherein you have to drive a car around a track. <laughs> Which is brilliantly visual for this audio medium. <laughs> so how do you control it? Uh, in the corner of the screen, you will each get a steering wheel. Um, oh wow! So this is like proper this split is screen. All four, co- all four people playing on the one screen. Well, you can have six people oh actually. God, you can have six sprint. people. It is like super. Oh, I don't know if, yeah, it's like, I don't know if you guys at home have ever played super sprint or championship sprint or Ivan Man Stewart's off road thingy. I oh, know you've got me gone green again. I would love it if they'd have actually called it Ivan Iron Man's off road thingy. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be brilliant. Have, yeah, or Ivan Man, like I said. I think that's man. what it's called. Yeah. Or Ivan Dan. So I've picked a tank. Gotcha, right. I'm going to have a car and I'm going to have a steering wheel. What you got? Coffee a tractor. Sweet, right. Oh, do I want Hang on. Yeah, so if you've not played this, what we've got is, um, like, it looks like a driving game and there's like six different steering wheels around the screen and we can like, all pick how to control it. Like an old arcade game. It's, uh, not that you pick how to control old arcade games. No, I just generally grab the stick yeah, yeah. and All go on with me. <laughs> That's what I've heard, mate. You like to grab the stick and get on with it. <laughs> so I'm going to click drive and uh, we're going to try and commentate on this as we go around. I'm guessing, like most games, Jace Stokes has chosen this because he's a bit of an expert. More than likely, he's, like, he's somewhere on the leaderboard somewhere. <laughs> Wait, let's go. So we've got a corner each, yeah? Okay. Who's, um, who's gone backwards? <laughs> That would be me. me. Oh no. It's me. Well, no, no, the yellow one. I'm not going anywhere. Why am I not going anywhere? Come on, Dan. Get out of the way. You broke it. Hang on, I'm blue. What? It's red. I'm not doing anything. It's just rubbish. Yeah. It's because you need to let go of the steering wheel. So we basically got Jace going around in circles. Will's going backwards, and then me and Dan aren't moving anywhere. So this is why you're doing box versus ninjas. Yeah, let's program a secret version of the game where Chazzy and Dan's controls don't work. Very funny, Basically, you need to let go of the steering wheel to actually accelerate. Oh, yeah, no, listening. let go of it. Yeah, that's that's how to control it, I see. Me, <laughs> oh, you're off. Oh, he's off now. Now he's got a push. Now he's got oh, a no, bump start him. Chase. <laughs> this game is ridiculous. This game is the worst controlling game I've ever played in my life. It's almost like there aren't controls. See, this is the thing I've learned about Jace. It doesn't actually take a look at the game before he suggests it. I was like, have you, yeah, have you ever, ever played this? <laughs> Are you sure? It's, just, it's going in a completely different direction to the way I'm steering. This is stupid. I've just had a donut. <laughs> I don't want to do that. Also, how much of the track do you actually have to cover to do a lap? I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what this is like. You know when they, I've gone backwards. I'll tell you what this is like, right? You know when they do Top Gear and they have like a car on the top and a car on the bottom and a car on the top does the steering and the car on the bottom no. does the acceleration? It's like that. Except you've only no, got no. one of you and you, you don't know, know who's controlling like, the rest of it. One time on YouTube I watched... Um, some Japanese folks playing binocular f- football with a pair of binoculars strapped to the head, and they're all just aimlessly running around in circles <laughs> trying to find the ball. Because like, their like. <laughs> their depth of field is completely fucked. Yeah. Yeah. Why is it just going around in circles for no reason? I don't know. Why you doing your finger get out yeah. of the road? Yes, yeah, it's just like real racing. I mean, Chazzy was talking about the realism of Gran Turismo the other day, but I yeah, think this is probably I, I, up there. Yeah, this is, this is... Yeah, it's like a real <laughs> proper racing sim, isn't it? <laughs> what is that? Look! What am I doing up there? Just going round and round and round. This, this, is, this is awful. Chase, what have you done to us? I, I'm even... I'm moving around the track, but I don't even know how I'm getting there. Go, or, I'm bailing out of this one. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, we'll say so who Chase won that, won that one, then. <laughs> yeah, well done, Chase. So, Ninjas won, Bots and everyone else zero. What a load of crap that was. I can't believe that turned into the gaming gem that it is these days. You know, I mean, now they've got like the realistic physics and they've got all the licenses for the cars. It's, it's incredible, isn't it? Yeah, it's out of this world, man. Out of this world. How did something come, come from such a you know humble beginnings to be that, you know? I mean, we didn't expect that, uh, but then there's probably quite a lot of things that we expected from gaming at the time. That, well, yeah, we, well, we I mean, some things have come true and some haven't. I mean, back in that hotel room, we were sitting there trying to figure out where we'd be at this point in the future now. Like, where would gaming be in 2022? And didn't we talk some utter, utter tosh? <laughs> completely. But we didn't get it all wrong. There were some bits we got right. Let's have a listen, and then afterwards, we'll have a little tot up of where we got. <laughs> So lads, we've never, we've never really talked to you about where games are going next between the four of us. We've, we've talked about all sorts of things, but I want to know where, where you want to see games going next so we can... 
where see, we, where you want to see it, where, or we where you, think you it, where you, you think, think where games you think are going to go, yeah. and what you'd like to see games going into. Because we're all gamers. We we play together through this generation, and we we're going to move forward into the next generation fairly shortly, as we yeah. know. So where are we going to see it going? What do you see it going, Dan? What do you see it going, Chester? Where are we going to go with it? Go on, Dan, you go first. Well, um, I think a lot of people are going back to this idea that virtual reality is going to come back. Virtual oh, Boy 2! Yeah, I, I think it's a lost cause. <laughs> what, those giant headsets? Yeah, well, John Carmack's going on about it at the moment, isn't he? Like the, the Google Eyeglass kind of thing. Yeah, he's going for this, like, trying to make a massive 3D HD headset. Playing, like, at the moment, I think he's got, like, Doom 3 running in it. Have which... you ever played the arcade game of Beachhead, where you've got the virtual reality mask that comes down, and you, and you step around a circular pad, um, doing Beachhead with, like, a periscope? I've played that old off. one with the pterodactyls. Do you remember the one you used to see on Games Master when they did virtual reality where you yes. had to shoot pterodactyls out of the sky <laughs> or shoot crossbows at the other player? That's the only virtual reality I've played. But I think we've gone beyond that now. Like We're so used to immersion on a flat screen. Like We watch films on a flat screen. We watch TV on a flat screen. We read comic books. That I don't think virtual reality is something that humans really want. I think it's this goal that developers want to sell. I don't think it actually... Well, yeah, I think like you can see that with 3D that people are kind of rejecting that as a, as a medium. But... That combined with the, the whole Kinect thing and stuff like that was an attempt to bring in the whole virtual reality element into it. Do you yeah, know what I mean? You've, yeah, got, yeah. you've got the screen coming out at you and you're also interacting with it, yeah. so it's the same thing. Yeah, Kinect plus 3D is better than wearing this massive virtual reality helmet. You, and even you, so, it's not... Do you honestly believe that's where it's going? Or no. do you think that's just yeah, some no, fad that is, is going to pop its head up and disappear after a short time? I don't think it will disappear. They'll keep on pushing at it over and over again through the generations. But, yeah, I don't think... Uh, it's necessarily going to suit the hardcore. I think no. the casual always no. sort of want a gimmick. See, for me, I don't. I, I think you're going to end up seeing a lot more. Um, what's the word I'm looking? For? Sorry, it's my turn. So now I've been completely put off my train of thought. Hold on, two secs. Uh, right, yeah, there you go, Josh. Um, for me, I think it's going to be more about um, less oh, about nice. graphical fidelity, and it's going to be more about kind of. Um, Engine stuff and behind the scenes stuff like AI routines and oh, nice jump, yeah, guys. What a jump! It's going to be into first. It's going to be Replay about that. AR, you know, AI routines and kind of um, from four. Oh, you've now put me off, man, because that was Sorry, so no, jump. We need to say that because Jace has basically just jumped from fourth position to first position In by doing shot. a Dan Clark esque jump. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to see this, and we're going to replay it now. Cool, cool. Yeah, that's a good job. Oh, and right, right on the finish line. Right, you need chance. to be really careful going across, because otherwise you'll hit him. Just one chance. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Eminem. Oh, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> right, no, that's a photo finish. You knocked me over the line. Player four one. Oh, Thank you, gentlemen. <laughs> so, yeah, but, so, can I just point out that the console then just came in first and second? Oh! oh. <laughs> I've got a funny feeling that's going to be a running theme, mate. Three best of five. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so where where do we where do we think it's going? It, for me, like I said, like I was saying, I think it's going to be more like AI routines and physics and um, stuff behind the scenes. Like, con- like there's going to be a lot more stuff like consequence and uh, more mechanical things that are going to be brought to the fore. Because there's only so far that I feel that the graphics can go nowadays. So there's been nothing like the physics. That are out on the PC. Exactly. Nothing like that's been brought to the console yet because obviously that came out just after the, the latest generation of consoles have been out. So you think something like the physics is going to come out um, and try and push the consoles a bit further that way? Yeah, that, that's that's where I see it going. That's where I see it going because it's not necessarily the cheapest thing to do, but it's going to be a lot cheaper to do that and you're going to get a lot more, um, it's going to feel a lot more realistic and a lot more, immerse you in a lot more situations. You know, when you're seeing stuff around you. Have you ever seen that, um, getting away from like the PhysX type of stuff, but have you seen that cry, uh, new Crytek engine? Crytek 3, I think it is. Mm. And they're going around, they've done a recreation of the Titanic in it. Okay. And it's like so incredibly, and almost photorealistic. But it's you still fucking seen. <laughs> well, yeah. Because yeah. it's ultra realistic. Yeah, it's ultra realistic. It's up on that beach at Fire Cry. But yeah, it's, um, but. And it's those types of things. Yeah, you know, it's going to get to that point where it's going to be photorealistic, and you're not going to be able to, you know. But once you get really amazing flowing animations with more, with better motion capture, as well, um, I think that's going to really 
bring the immersion in and going to yeah, push push the medium forward. But like I said, consequence is the one thing that I want to see from the future. That there's going to be more, you know, more like with heavy rain and stuff, where once you make a decision, that spirals your game off in a completely different direction. You may have like rather than just having with say like The Walking Dead, where it's three or four streams that go off in different directions. I want to see like literally multiple decisions going off in multiple directions and kind of really sprawling out. What doesn't doesn't that just turn it into a massive development nightmare, though? Because they've all got their, their targets to hit with development cycles and stuff and put in these things. And I think that would be amazing to have a, something... Totally, but what, but what I would like to see is that I think there's, there's, space for some, there's space for a developer or a couple of developers to do that, make one big game experience that just... You know, like, I mean, if you look at Eve, it's kind of like that to a, to a certain degree. That game has sprawled out um, way beyond what they initially thought they were going to make it. And I think there's a, there's a, there's got to be a game sometime that's going to come out and do that. And now whether it's a console game that's based on a server that then sprawl, that you, you know, bring down from the cloud and it keeps all your different decisions and stuff. So you're not holding it on a, on a hard drive. Or something. But I think there's some way that like cloud gaming and that will... And serve, like with that online kind of stuff, there's going to be server banks that you're going to and kind of be able to store massive amounts of data to have these games that kind of sprawl off in, in crazy directions. I'd love to see it. With, like you say, the development time, you're talking about MMO development time. and yeah. That's... See, where I think the smart money is, is that someone like Criterion builds in a decision-making process into their middleware, like Renderware, where developers don't have to worry about building the... Tracking it. Yeah. Like that's already in place. That's part of the middleware that you buy with the engine, or part of the Unreal Engine, where that the filtering through of ideas. Or maybe, or maybe if if it's not even that, but just masking it better. You know, I'm not I'm not making it such an obvious granular choice. But again, it's a lot more work, isn't it? If it was just there as middleware, where you buy in this system, where you know that you have a decision-making process as mm. a developer, and you know it's going to work for your consumer, and you can put in all these decisions. Yeah. So how about you, Someone's man? What do you, what do you what do you think? I don't know. I think I think uh, with the more pervasive internet throughout the world, I think we're getting to a point where things can uh, evolve through your gameplay. Like you're saying with the decision process and stuff, I think we're almost at the point where you can be playing through a game where the developers, if they're if they're good enough as a team and fast enough, they can be bringing out stuff to to build into those experiences almost as you're going through them. They can bring out so like an updates, whatever. Thing. But but week not, not even with those tangible gaps between the episodes. If they if they can make it a flowing process. Halo Four, they're gonna they can they're trying to do that at the moment. Or a similar thing where they're trying to do weekly story missions. It's like five issues a week. Yeah. For, 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 what was it? Ten weeks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, you're gonna have like fifty missions all but you're gonna have to wait for them. Um I wonder what it's gonna be like for that. Like we've got that with the Telltale Games kind of thing where you've got um a game coming out every month or so, but it all feels kind of like more, it's not like triple A games. Josh, you've been muted, mate. He muted it then. (laughs) Yeah, I'm just wondering what it's going to be like if, like, imagine a Call of Duty that did the whole episodic thing, where you've got a couple hours of gameplay every month and that, would that work the same, or is it just because it's these little games? It might work, especially if multiplayer built into it. Like everyone taking part in this persistent war over a year until the next sequel comes out, at which point whatever the story was at that point in the war is where the next story has to carry on from. But is that not what um, Dust514 is trying to do in a, in a kind of way? It's a persistent world, but it's stored yeah. in EVE Online. Yeah, that is yeah, that is what they're trying to do. I'm just not quite sure if Sony the right people to do it. I think, Sorry, I think persistence for me is the dream um, well, it always pays off for you, you doesn't it? Um, a GTA-type world, a GTA-type city, where things are really persistent, whereby if you've had a crash going down the line, you can come back and something... Oh, fuck's sake. <laughs> doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> just, just for anyone listening and wondering why we're, um, wondering why we're burst out laughing, Jason's just been talking for the last 10 minutes with his mic, mic muted, <laughs> and he's been taking, actually ripping the... Um, P out of uh, Will for doing exactly the same thing on his podcast. So, <laughs> so, let's, so let's try that again, mate. So, yeah. 
for me, persistence is kind of the dream. Um, I have this, this. You could drop you off. I had a dream. And in this dream, there was a, a GTA type city where things were more persistent. So, if you were to have an accident, um, knock over a couple of lampposts or something, it would take a realistic amount of time for those lampposts to be repaired and for the cars to be taken away. Um, so cleanup crews would come in and yeah, and that that sort of thing. Just just keeping the world persistent. I know it's all like a living, breathing city and something like GTA Four. Mm. But taking that a step further. But this is what I was saying to you about AI routines. You know, that's where I see that where that comes in. You know, you, there would be routines for clean up and maintenance. There would be routines for fire departments and sheriff's departments and, and blah, 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 and airports and air traffic and, you know, all, all running on the extra horsepower. The thing is, all the basics of that have been there since, like, SimCity. It's just being able to combine that with the kind of games that people actually want to play. Well, yeah, the more more asset heavy games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You think they'd be able to do that? But I think it's possible for the next gen. Well, can you? Yeah. The problem is the people spending money on the games aren't us. Like the majority of the people, the people that are buying the Call of Duties, they just want to shoot each other in the face over and over sure. again. Do you know what I mean? But also, can you imagine, like, you know, you're a designer and you want to do this kind of GTA game with all these mad AI systems, and it's going to cost it's going to cost you a lot of money and a lot of manpower, and then you've got to go to your boss and go, yeah, this it's going to be really great. It's going to have all these like systems that no one really is going to. It's just going to all feel really natural, and no one's going to really notice. Oh, by the way, it's going to cost you two hundred million dollars. It's like that's going to be so difficult to sell in, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Right now, anyway. I mean, maybe in the future when the economy picks up and stuff is, but or scrap that idea. Gonna make your first person shooter with a three hour campaign and then everybody can run a bit exactly. shooting each other in the face. On multiplayer, yeah. yeah. We'll multiple. make it the same as last year's. Yeah. Save you a few quid. I heard I heard Put a great thing. I heard a great thing the other day and um I can't remember what podcast it was on, but they were basically saying that what they would really like to see from the future is um because obviously a lot more gamers are now becoming older, um games that are are of shorter length but with more uh, with more depth to them. So, that was like, on with, our like podcast. the water. What's that? that was no. On our podcast. <laughs> that was our, no, I know that was our podcast, but no, what they were saying is basically like, but to turn it into a genre of games yeah. that are these smaller experience games that kind of, um, you know, give, give people with really. Now that we're getting older and we've got kids, you can sit down and you can play for four hours, four nights a week, and that's it, and you've completed the game. You want Journey 2 then? Yeah, essentially. Like, stuff me. like Journey, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And All like Midsummer Murders, the, the I th- Telltale I th- game. I think you'll find that there's a lot more of those, lot more of those games will start filtering through, you know, and they'll be coming out at a lot lower price point, and they'll be a lot more appealing to people, you know. Well, I think that, that kind of thing, I think, is always going to stay on the on the Apple platforms or Android. Really? I think so. I think for the for the on older the gamer, I think that's maybe not even that. Because again, I think that's too hardcore. But I don't know. I think you're looking at a sort of casual market through hardcore goggles. Yeah, maybe. Um, that doesn't even make sense. No, does it? But, um, I agree. It's very, it's <laughs> that's, very the, that's the name of my new album. The position like, where we are, though, because we, we, we have this this vision of casual gamers as as this 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 group mind, this this uh, group of sheep that all follows the same path, and it, it's difficult to to try and hone in on what their feelings are because we don't have those feelings. We don't share those experiences. But then also, the a lot of the games that we do play on iPhones are the games that people call casual. So, are casual games the future, though? They're part of the future. God, I hope not. <laughs> well, they're part of the future. They're, yeah. they're what you play in between your proper games, aren't they? Well, can I? Sorry. Can I take it to a more cynical level? Okay, right? mate. Because uh, we've had the the lovely open world and the relying on the physics. The, 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 the dream. The, this, this, Drag it into the mud, man. So far, That's what right? we want to hear. But um, what I think the future holds is more free to play. Right. More HD remakes. By free to play, do you mean pay to win? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, this kind of thing where, yeah, you can win it if you don't pay any money, but you can take about six months to actually get winning the game. Yeah. And then by playing the game, it ruins the game anyway because you've just instantly won it. So what was the point? In, do you know what I mean? I think we're going to go see that because we've got we've now got is it um we've got is it Killzone on the PlayStation Three that's now went free to play. Yes. But yes, there's yes. things that you pay for in the game. I think that's a bad step. To be honest, where the word free to play sounds great because we're getting this game for free and stuff, but we really don't have much to go and spend. 
<laughs> really that much. It seems like Jace, yeah, for anyone that couldn't see that, it seems like Jace <laughs> might not like Killzone very much. Yeah, that face and that arm gesture, that hand gesture. Yeah, people on Twitter will know that I did try out the Killzone free multiplayer on my uh, PlayStation not long ago and did not enjoy. It was brown. I'll say no more. There's a lot of grey as well, man. You can't say it's just brown. <laughs> I didn't see the grey. I didn't get past the brown, unfortunately. It, it looked like you were just shaking a bottle of ketchup, mm. which I'm guessing is kind of how it made you feel. What colour is your ketchup? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, with his hand gesture. That's definitely off. <laughs> um, no, but as I say, I think this is a bad step for the consoles. This has always been a thing that's been stuck for your, your mobile devices and your PCs. But the fact that we're now getting this free to play, this triple A shooter mm. that it would be cheaper to just go to the shop and buy the, the game, game right now than it would be to unlock all the stuff that you need to pay to unlock now. But um, isn't that isn't that coming from our market in the UK? Looking at um, say an, an America like a US or a, or an Australian market, is that not a better you know, the situation for them? where they can pick this game up for free and try it and just be hooked into the multiplayer and maybe it'll force them to go out and, you know, pay a bit of extra money for a new gun or blah, blah, blah. Really good in point this country because the games are so cheap here. We, like, yeah. we don't think it, but if you look at the prices of games in other countries, we are so lucky. Oh, mate, Australia, I mean, like, if you look at some of the prices of their games, it is absolutely I mean, shocking. crazy censorship rules we have and everything like that as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of... Not so much anymore, that's all kind of... Yeah, yeah it's, it's on its way out. It's, yeah, it's still there at the moment. Few years, it's, yeah. it's, it's been really... Yeah, brilliant. but, like, I was, like, you know, you hear tales of, like, sort of $90, games. And, you know, even if you convert that, it's still, what, sort of, what, 60, 70 quid? Yeah, which games are supposed to be here a lot of the time. Like, Modern Warfare 2 was supposed to release at 60 yeah. quid. But within a... Well, Maybe not with Call of Duty, but within a few weeks, most games here drop to between 15 and 25 quid. Yeah, totally. And the problem is, once people know that, like, the market's devalued in this country, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> which, totally, totally. which is probably, possibly why you get so many free-to-play games, because they need to find another way to, to monetize Anyway, them. so sorry, Well, we've sort of diverged off your, like, sort of free-to-play yeah, room no, and everything. No, I, just, I just think the way um, my mentality is, I would rather just pay for the game and have all the content. And, and this isn't including downloadable content we can get into the whole discussion about um, like day one DLC and stuff like that all you want but I just I want to pay for the game and I want to have it there I don't want to have to pay to unlock the next part of the game and then pay later on you know yeah. what I mean I don't want to like halfway through the month when I've not got money have to pay for something to unlock more progress in a game I just want to have it yeah. when I paid for it do you know what I mean yeah, no, it's... Um, I think there'll always be those ex- those on-disc experiences, like despite yeah. the, the DLC, like you say, but I think there'll always be full experiences that you can buy on disc. But it is a worry that Killzone's gone that way and Dust 514 and stuff like that. Plus, it's, all, it's, it's encouraging even the ones you're paying for now. I mean, I still think is a different matter, as long as it was made afterwards. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? This yeah. is just my opinion. Yeah. I think that... There's loads of stuff that you need to pay to unlock in the game. We're still seeing that um, when you've got Gears of War 3 that came out and you had to pay for gun skins and stuff. But I mean, you didn't have to, you could not do that. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. But do you know what I mean? That, that's almost like free to play plus. It's not, you've also paid for the game and you get the free, free to play elements in it. Plus. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, well, like Capcom have done where it's like a load of on disc DLC. Yeah. Well, you know, it's all been in place and made from before, yeah. like you say, before the game was even made. I've got a massive issue with that, but... I think we all have. Yeah. But there's not really much we can do about it, is there? No. <laughs> 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 oh, dear. No the fact way. that we were talking about virtual reality maybe not working, and then for those of you watching on the live streams on your holographic virtual reality headsets, you'll know that obviously it took off way better than any of us could have imagined. Exactly, the eggs on our faces. <laughs> Silly, I say. And then um, there was the bit where Chazzy was talking about graphic fidelity. And then little did we know that in 2016, President Hulk Hogan would decree that all games had to be made in 16-bit. Was it because of um, some arcade game? Yeah, wasn't it? Because uh, of WrestleFest. Back in the oh, day. that's the one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was in WrestleFest, so he had to, yeah, we all had to go back to 16-bit graphics. Yeah, it was a good year, though, wasn't it? It was a good year. It was a vintage. It's a bit of a weird choice for the president, but what are you going to do? Well, exactly. it's not as well, it's only as weird as Ronald Reagan, really, isn't it? Well, the thing is, is after he saved all those uh, all those troops in Somalia, you know, you just uh, you know, it, it was the only obvious choice. Fair enough, but then saving troops that doesn't mean that you can go on to uh, to start World War Three. 
Warromania. <laughs> what? Because obviously Will was talking there about the maybe the COD games and other AAA games becoming episodic. Um, now, as we all know today, COD ended up being a match three puzzler, a bit like Bejeweled and that kind of thing. Um, and it's all the better for it as well. I'd say so as well. And the multiplayer is a lot lot friendlier. You get well, yeah, a, a no, little less a little less swearing from the four year olds than you did from the twelve year olds. Right, exactly. And now they use it in you know the match three puzzler COD to uh, in schools to educate the children on counting and stuff and colours. It's uh, you know it's amazing. I heard they they educate them on World War Three with it as well. So yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, I love that they've actually changed the old uh, Modern Warfare games to just be called Call of Duty Warfare because <laughs> <laughs> it's less modern nowadays. Yeah, totally. Yo, can you remember that week when uh, everyone thought it was going to be this big pay-per-view event, World War Three, War Romania on HBO from like President Hogan? But it only lasted a week and a half. Like, were you bothered about it? Did you watch it back in the day? I watched it around my cousin's house, so he paid for it. I didn't. Yeah, it was dragging by the end for me, mate. I think it could have only done about four days. It was quite an obvious ending as well, wasn't it? For anyone that hasn't watched World War Three, do go on YouTube and watch the clips. It's it's all on there. I mean, YouTube too. Sorry. I'm still I'm stuck in the old days, me. Exactly. <laughs> and then, did you hear that bit in there where Jace muted his mic? I know, he still does it to this day. It's ridiculous. Yeah, well, it's at least one of the mic. Oh, I'm still doing it now, look. So that was our views on where gaming itself would go, but then we started to look at where consoles would go in the future. So let's have a listen to what we thought would happen in the next generation. So... Future consoles, we know we've got future consoles coming up, yeah? What do you expect to see from those, you know, hardware-wise and kind of uh, app-wise and, and, and that kind of thing? Do you think it's going to be media-centric with games tacked on at the end? Or do you think it's going to be game-focused with cloud, you know, pulling, you know, cloud gaming and, you know, these streaming services? Well, as much as I don't like to say it, um, Microsoft are obviously showing which way they're going. They they're gonna hit more towards the media centre side to try and drag in the families. Is that with smart and the PlayStation, glass. I believe, is gonna go the other way and try and focus more on on hardcore, which is a pain in the ass for me. I like my <laughs> achievements, but um, yeah. Can you explain the difference between trophies and achievements? I know that's a tangent, but what is the difference to you between one and the other? Uh, one one I have lots of, one I don't have any. <laughs> <laughs> this is the thing. Um, um, for, for me, if it this way is. I had an Xbox before I had a PlayStation. By the time the PlayStation came out, I already had, say, 10,000 achievement points. Um, and then the PlayStation didn't even come out with trophies. That was like yeah. late, later on in its life. So the time you seen they're just adding them to Metal Gear Solid 4. Yeah. There's going to be an update later this summer. Yeah. But do what? you not think, as we're talking about the future, that achievement points are actually an archaic system now? And that they're actually now, more and more people are now finding it just a pointless... I don't uh, think they are. I, I think that... You can see more and more achievements being built into everything, like your iOS games and stuff like that. Now, they're they're trying to feed in little targets to keep people playing. But you not targets, feel that people targets, are getting little targets. But you not feel that people are getting more and more bored of it now, and, and well, no, not, not chasing it. the achievements the, as much. I don't think. Well, I don't chase them at all. But I don't doesn't mean I'm bored of them. It just means it's a pleasant surprise when you've done twenty five of this certain objective. Yeah, I'm just wondering in the future whether they'll start to try and somehow phase that out. I don't think I'm not I'm not saying they will, because I don't think they will, but I just I just wonder in the future, not maybe you know, they'll It'd be nice if they made more of a meta game of the achievements. <laughs> yes. Like for every or whether thousand they'll develop get, it for the future or, into something else. Yeah, like for every thousand you get it unlocks a bit more DLC for like a handful of the games that you unlock the achievements no, on. I'm not talking like just about I know, I'm I know about yeah. like PlayStation yeah. as well, yeah. But whatever it is, but it would be nice if they made a meta game out of like, I'm using achievements in a loose sense, like, like meaning trophies as well. Or... To sound really wanky, achievements 2.0. Yeah, yeah. Well, they've kind of been teasing, but I haven't heard much um, in the last week or two um, about the achievements meaning something, um, mm. whereby you can convert X amount of achievement points into Microsoft points, for example, to buy some DLC. Yeah. I know it's going to fall down. We all know it's going to fall down because of glitches and people who swap game saves and stuff like that so it can't really work yeah. but if, if they could nail down something that's secure enough um, but is that not Avatar Awards no is that not what Avatar Awards are doing like kind of giving you something for doing something in a game as opposed to trading your points in yeah maybe so maybe so but they've said that this is kind of a new a new thing okay. so yeah 
I think they give you something where you can choose what what you get from that, rather than being like Club Nintendo. You you have yeah. your avatar was if they give it to you, say a hundred Microsoft points for every ten thousand points you get, you, you've then got the choice to to use that on whichever you like to to progress whichever games. What if you, you use. what if you lost those achievement points, your gamer score? Like if you actually had to trade it in, like they, yeah, they yeah, went. Yeah, I like that. Would, would you like that, or would you? Like, what if you couldn't get those achievements again? Like, once you've built up that game score, you can't get the same games again. Would you trade it in for pure cash? Um, a couple of years ago, I'd have said no because I was I was I was quite heavy on achievements. But that was before I took like a six month hiatus from gaming for a while, didn't I? I, I was I was off it for a while, and everyone overtook me. And at that point, things changed, and the gamer score means. Less now to me than it did at the time, you know. Yeah. And just but but certainly for modern on an audio podcast. Certainly for people that, that, that chase <laughs> achievements and, and achievements is their main focus, which I, I have been guilty of myself from time to time. It's it's a, it's another thing for people to, to aim for and stuff. But as I say, with the glitches and stuff, I don't. But does that not um, trading it in for cash? Trading your points. Well, not for cash. cash and Microsoft points yeah. or but Sony. Even, but even that wouldn't that kind of foster that kind of weird gold farming situation? Yeah, but if you can only buy DLC with it, then yeah, like, and for that one account that you built up, they're the putting money in their own points. Yeah, but what I'm saying yeah. is, you you set up a new gamer tag, you get you play you for play a all game, those kids games, trade it, and, and then trade that gamer tag to someone else. They've got that's got this DLC, and then you you know there's yeah, going to be the amount of hours you would have put in to get. The amount of money that I think Microsoft are going to offer, which won't would, be very much. Exactly. Yeah, I don't think Unless it's going to be. Like, you're not going to get minimum wage, are you? To be fair. Unless you just set a stack of games like King Kong, Fantastic Four, Avatar, things yeah, like that, yeah, Simpsons and just get through game. enough to get one game on that profile. Download the game, play it, and then delete that profile and do it again. <laughs> I do love how earnestly we're talking about a system that doesn't exist and may never exist. Yeah, yeah. Like it's like, and thinking like, it through of how how to how to scam it. Like, yeah, exactly. Here's what we do: like. how to scam it by playing hundreds of hours right, of children's games. <laughs> Jesse, we've, we've we've gone off your point though, which was where yeah. do we think hardware-wise and stuff that the new consoles are going to go? I yeah, it's, it's a valid point to get back to that. So, 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 yeah. So, where where do you think it's going? Where do you, you know? Do you think it's going more high def? I think we're going to get to a point, and I think things are converging to a point where I can see it's been talked about that this will be the next console generation will be the last generation consoles as as we know them, and I can see that because PCs and consoles are converging so much over the last generation or so. Um, and with the tablets and the phones coming in as well with their game, I, I think we'll get to a point where we're going to have uh, like a gaming PC type machine and your casual take it around tablet machine. I think those are the, the two groups we're going to fall into. And I don't think the consoles as we know them, which fall pretty much between those two categories. So as listeners today will know, Sony ended up buying UER and merged it with the PlayStation brand. But um, back in the day, we were quite sort of suspicious about who you are, weren't we? We weren't yeah. quite sure if it was the sort of Emperor's New Clothes or not. Well, yeah, but that whole Kickstarter thing as well was like no one knew whether the money was going to, you know, actually go towards making a console. But, you know, the console that actually came out was amazing. You know, it was like it just took the world by storm. And then, you know, all the other the three big manufacturers at the time really sat up and took notice. Well, I've tell you what, I found the clip where we first spoke about Uyo on the show. Now, obviously, we've spoken about it on pretty much every show since, but um, here's the first moment we ever spoke about Uyo. Have a listen. I, th- I think it's valid that there's definitely, we'll probably see the last of, the, of a disc-based system, and it, we will go probably over to chips, but I think it will get more and more down the, not necessarily the streaming route, but down the kind of... Um, Everything's in the cloud. Yeah, well, not that, not that kind of Dennis Dyack one console future type bullshit, but I think it'll be more like a lot more stuff's going to be on SSDs and it's going to be the hot, faster drive rates and stuff. You know, That's what I'm with the next, the next console. More Steam-like, yeah. They've, they've got to be SSD-driven. I think, I think SSD is the future of consoles. The, the, the fact that the load times on PCs are, are so short on an SSD... It's getting you closer to the old cartridge-based stuff where things are fairly yeah. instant. And only an SSD could do that. And a hard drive, as we know them at the moment, can't do that. You know what load times are getting like. Yeah, Certainly as more yeah. textures are coming in and things are getting deeper in, in physics and stuff like that, the uh, SSD is the only way to go, really. So I think they've got to have an SSD. 
massive amounts of RAM because RAM is still so cheap. Yeah. But RAM prices are constantly in flux, though, aren't they? Like, if it suddenly starts, if they suddenly start, oh, oh that bring the price down or up. Oh, if only I've done the yeah, economics. It's those, yeah, it's one of those situations, though. If, if Sony decide that they want, you know, like, two, three gig of RAM in a machine and they tell someone to buy it, you know, create a chip, suddenly that the price of those chips are going to go through the floor because it's such yes. a massive manufacturing order that, you know, they're going to be easier to come by. Yeah, fair You point. know, so... Um, yeah, I think that's, that's pretty valid, but it's really interesting to see, like, with this Ouya system as well, that people are clamouring for a, for a new system to come out. You know, there, there's definitely a demand yeah, now. they're even clamouring behind this, like you say, the Ouya. Yeah. And it, and it doesn't seem to be doing anything that special. It's an Android phone without a screen or a phone. Yeah, playing the games and, on your telly. Oh, it runs on live, it runs on live. Yeah, so does an but Android what tablet. What, so does... what I want to know is, is to do... Is there a situation where, like, PlayStation and Xbox and, and, and Nintendo, not necessarily Nintendo because they're bringing out the Wii now, but they could come out with anything and people would... I think we're at that point, seven years or whatever it is, yeah. down, the, down the cycle, people, people are clamouring for the next big thing, the next big thing. But everyone, I think the, the hype, it's, it's not a massive hype this time, but it's, it's an expectation rather than mm. hype, and everyone knows that something is around the corner. That's why I think Mitsuya has taken off so much on Kickstarter, yeah. Yeah. because somebody wants that stopgap yeah. between where we are now and where the next thing is. And, and this shiny little box that comes in, the, in a nice picture, a nice little rendered image, is the ideal thing. And people can say, yeah, I can, I can, I can hack this, I can turn this into a media it's centre. Not, and... I can make the next Angry Birds, I can make the next Blooming Disk Drive. Do you think that was why there was so much excitement over like the, the rumours of the Steam box, stuff like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. It was basically like a, a PC that was going to sit underneath your telly. I think that was put... more based on the fact that it was just, you know, the Steam box is exciting because it's Valve, and Valve never do anything unless it's... Um, incredibly well thought through. Yeah, certain level of quality. Certain... Do you remember I got so excited about the steam box that I spilled my drink over myself? <laughs> and then I just got it a clip of, oh my god, I've spilled my drink over myself. <laughs> Tell oh, you what, it just happens that I have that exact clip right here. <laughs> Will, you don't... Nice drinking Will, there. I, have you got Will's a drinking, drinking problem? Problem. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, everyone. Yeah. Will has just tipped an entire vodka and coke down the front of his shirt. So... Jeez, was yeah, it was like you know when you in an airplane and he just you know tips his drink bag and tips it all over himself and he says problem. I've got a drinking problem. Yeah, exactly. It was exactly like that. Genius. So yeah, that was Will spilling a drink on himself. Was uh, it was the first indicator really of Will's problem, his uh, big drink problem. Who was to know that was going to spiral down into the depths it did? But uh, I think the rehab's helped you now, will not you? You're back up on your feet these days. Yeah, well, we all make mistakes, mate. And I've come to the point now where I can actually look back and laugh about it a little bit. Do you know what I mean? As you say, we, we do all make mistakes. I think we made some mistakes ourselves back in the early days. Yeah, big time. Like, we, we tried recording in a hotel room on four separate mics, and like it was our first go of doing it, wasn't it? So, I mean, there were little problems here and there, but I think the silliest idea we had was, do you remember we did this? We tried to play a fighting game on the 360 without other people being able to see it, but we were trying to describe the game. <laughs> yeah, trying to commentate on a fighting game was not our greatest ever, you know, moment, was it? Well, I know at the time it didn't really work when people couldn't see the screens, but tonight, Jason and I are having a rematch of that very first matchup we had at the end of the first show. Now, at the time we played on Marvel vs. Capcom 3, which nowadays isn't allowed since uh, Marvel and Capcom had a fight. Um, but what we are going to do is use the revolutionary feature on the Dreamcast 2. Now, uh, most of you probably know this by now but it's got two disk drives and you can put any disk from any console in each disk drive and it will make a versus game of those so what we're going to do is put that out to the vote to the mass public here at gplex 2022 and they're going to choose for us like what games would you like to see be the matchup guys what would happen if they picked two different virtual fighter games <laughs> it'd still be <laughs> shit <laughs> i'm pretty much hoping for crazy taxi versus house of the dead i was hoping for that myself i've been practicing that yeah, exactly. Well, I was hoping that uh, some form of Sonic character will be in there, but uh, I don't know which one yet. Can we not have Shenmue 3 versus Sonic again, because that just gets a bit old? No, true, true. Yeah, it really does, and Shenmue 3 really didn't work out, did it? 
oh, it was rubbish. I was, I was probably... hoping really good things for that game, but... If only they hadn't released it in 2016 when they had to put it in 16-bit graphics, it would have all been all right. <laughs> Shenmue 3, the Sadon platformer. Yeah, yeah. It just wasn't a good idea, was it? We can laugh at Sega now, but it's Hulk Hogan's fault, really. So, for the people that are watching live at home, you can now listen to us playing it back in 2012, all those years ago. Um, now, don't take any notice of the contact details, because obviously we were on the old Twitter then, not Twitter 2. No, Dan, they're all uh, back compatible with Twitter 2, so you can probably still get us. Oh, wow. Hang on, we've still been paying for the old domain name, have we, Chaz? Yeah, yeah, they're still being paid for, so yeah, you'll still be able to get in contact with us on the old emails and Twitters, so hopefully, fingers crossed, if the backwards compatibility works, then uh, yeah, you should still be able to get hold of us on whatever we say on this uh, clip. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't even remember the old email address, can you? God, it was... No, mate, I can't even remember. Was it, you had to use all those W's and whatever that... Yeah, it was so there. long, you know, now, yeah. nowadays it's just like a six-digit number, but... Oh, God, do you remember days, the at sign... Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> retro. Hashtag. Last time I used the hashtag, I get done with the, the drug squad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so let's listen to me and Jace fighting it out on Marvel vs. Capcom 3. So who's your money on him, Will? Um, is it on your man? That's, yeah, it's going to be on Jason. <laughs> Come on, Dan. Two <laughs> leg sweeps in a row. So far, it seems to be blow for blow. The problem with this game is, is it's... There's so much going on on the screen, Nobody you cannot actually on. tell people. Figure what out the what's actually going on. Yeah, <laughs> can't figure it out even to tell people. Um, there was <laughs> some flashy lights. Now Captain no. America's making some more flashy lights. <laughs> it just came up, dude, across the screen. I don't know what that was on. <laughs> and yes, dude, yes. Reversal. It's also just come up, totes. What's the levels at the bottom? Balls. I never even noticed there was level bars at the bottom. What does that do? I think that's your special attacks. Yeah. Right. Like that oh. one that's just. I'm imagining. Yeah, it looks like every time you land a hit, that goes up. And then, yeah. Or in fact, taking that. <laughs> a standoff in, <laughs> the, mid- really standoff one in the middle in the of the corner. arena where they're both just throwing light punches at each other but not connected <laughs> for about 10 seconds. Who's Chan Lee just taken down? Uh. He took down Wolverine, Wolverine and, and, Wesker. and Wesker at the same oh. time. Wow. Oh and now it's just She-Hulk. She-Hulk's left. Come on, Dan. Yeah, and the special she attack is out, so. oh. oh, you've blocked. It's all right. Oh, blocking oh, a massive oh, no. combo. Dan's got his entire team left. So it could still we're, go wrong we're in an Evo situation <laughs> where basically Dan's still got all his health bars and three characters and... Jace's oh, it's good. And then you've got um you've got Jace is down to his last character with half a health bar left. These characters look so this is gonna be a suspiciously similar to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> Other than Deadpool walks really dodgily. It, it, yeah, he sort of looks like he's doing some kind of weird John Travolta kind of strut, isn't he? <laughs> of course, She Hulk's got no moves. <laughs> no moves or no boobs. <laughs> no moves. Oh, oh, he's just won that. Bang. Um, I'm going to say Jace won it. <laughs> <laughs> and you'd be wrong. Fair play, Dan. That's it. Thank you, Colin. Box win round, round one. Yeah. So, so, we'll be back. We will be back next month. We certainly will. And if you want to get in touch with us on Twitter's or emails, you can get the console ninjas at console underscore ninjas. Or you can email them at console ninjas podcast at gmail.com. And you can find us on Twitter at the AI bots or you can email email at the AIbots.com. So yeah, we'll hopefully speak to you soon. And if you've never heard the console ninjas before, get on iTunes and download their back catalogue. Yes. And if you listen to this on their feed, yeah, come and have a listen to the, us. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, we'd love certainly to hear listen us. to the AI bots. They're uh, they're good lads and they're all right. fantastic episodes. <laughs> yeah, so, you're, uh, yeah, 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 you're not bad either. And we've had a really lovely <laughs> weekend with you guys. So yeah, thank you ever so much. <laughs> yeah, it's been, been good fun, boys. Thanks the a lot. Has yeah. helped. Group hug. <laughs> Cheers, lads. Wicked. Bye. Take care, bye. It's done. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy shit, well. oh, fair play. One hour, 51 minutes. Thank you for listening to Bots vs. Ninjas episode 100. PlayStation Ouya Plus subscribers can gain access to Thank you. You have pushed the red button. 
Accessing exclusive content now. I swear to God, I'm going to listen to this and I'm going to not know what the fuck's going on. <laughs> the fuck were we talking about? I have no idea, mate. Honestly, I'm, I I haven't got a clue. I'm trying to follow this, but... It's probably my... in the Matrix, mate. Exactly. The Matrix my, 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 my son, I'm just trusting that Dan knows what he's talking about. Cause... I just saw eight black cats walk past me, all identical. <laughs> mate, yeah, exactly. That's because you've got eight black cats. <laughs> <laughs> Was it the same cat? I'm putting. I'm actually putting that in. <laughs> it's a bit about like, will it work or not? Like, yeah. And the eight black cats—that'd be wicked. Like at a point where we've gone way too meta, like just cutting that in, just to sort of break the fourth wall, and then just send people going, "What the fuck is going on?" <laughs> that will conclude this evening's entertainment.